Emily, you started here seven years ago. Back then, what did Hamilton Street and the downtown of Allentown look like? So I got here in fall of 2012. And at that point, the corner of 7th and Hamilton Street was just this enormous muddy hole in the ground. The city's new hockey arena was under construction at that point, and the entire block, except for the Dime building, which is still there, the only building they saved, sort of jutted up like it didn't belong there. Everything else had been bulldozed to make way for the arena. This is Emily Opilo. Now she's an investigative reporter here, but in 2012, she came on as our Allentown City Hall reporter. The rest of downtown that surrounded the hole was also pretty bleak at that point. Um, the Brew Ricks was really the only like restaurant, brew pub game in town. And if you wanted coffee, Dunkin' Donuts at the bus station was pretty much it. Starbucks wasn't there. There was no Starbucks. Wow. And I remember talking to a lot of folks who would come into town um, on business, and they would sort of lament the lack of lunch options. A lot of like lawyers who would come up here from Philadelphia, that kind of thing. But if you think about it, if you can't find lunch in town, you're not going to stick around for dinner. Yeah. And that's a problem. So the arena really ended up being the like, first real critical piece of redevelopment that happened downtown this decade. Um, and you know, it was in the neighborhood improvement zone, which I'm sure we'll talk more about. Buzzword, but, yes. Yeah. But I remember members of the media got a tour of the, the muddy pit that it was going to be the arena back at the time, you know, so we all had our hard hats and our neon vests on. And <laughs> we followed along then Mayor Ed Pulowski and the developers and were traipsing through. And even as they were describing what it was eventually going to be to us, it was it was just so hard to imagine what it would really mean and how it would clear the way for everything else. But now we see it. New, tall and shiny office and apartment buildings, an arts walk, a public market, the arena. And for what? Walk around downtown Allentown and a lot of people will say, yes, this place has changed a lot, visually. Over the summer, with the help of students at our Morning Call Academy, we took an unscientific poll of people strolling downtown. And in November, we followed up with a scientific poll partnered with Muhlenberg College. We asked people, yes, things have changed, but does it change your perception of Allentown? Does it make it a place you want to hang out at outside of work? Basically, has redevelopment worked, and for whom? Emily's here to talk about it. This is the Morning Call Podcast. I'm Kayla Dwyer. Can all of these changes be attributed to this special taxing district, the NIS? Most of them. So the NIS allows developers to recapture their state and local taxes to pay for construction costs, provided you know that they're, what they're building creates jobs. Um, and that pool of recaptured money also like helps to pay off the bonds that were floated to like pay for the arena. Um, and you can't say for sure that every business that moved into the NIS wouldn't have done so otherwise, but the zone has definitely spurred more than $1 billion of development right in downtown Allentown. We're inside the NIS. Yeah, that that that's actually that's another reason why we chose this area was the NIS program. Oh, really? And yeah, we we opened it up with not using that, but how I want to potentially potentially expand it if we're all good to go through that NIS program is through the NIS program, which would be cool. Eddie Salzman opened a CBD store on Hamilton Street this summer. He initially had a small kiosk in the Lehigh Valley Mall that did well, and so he wanted to expand into one of the cities. 
We ran into him around lunchtime on Hamilton. Like apparently it used to be like the, the like a retail metropolis back in the day until a couple things changed. And the, so now they're working on restoring that in the area, which I think is pretty cool. I know this is a bit before your time because the Miz was signed into law about 10 years ago? Thereabouts. It's yeah. <laughs> sort of fuzzy on the creation date because there were different things that were signed off on at different points, but around 10 years. Okay, so give or take. Um, but what can you remind us about the impetus for creating this sort of thing? Well, um, you know, for decades, Allentown was really a hub for a lot of different things, but their troubles really began around, like, say, the 1970s. Um, you know, Allentown was a major commercial and retail center, and Hamilton Street used to be home to these huge department stores like Hess's and Lay's and Zollinger's that were a draw for the entire valley to shop. Even people outside the Lehigh Valley were coming here to shop. And that really began to change with the construction of suburban shopping malls. Mm. Um, Whitehall Mall opened up in the 1960s. Lehigh Valley Mall followed in the 70s. Westgate Mall, which is kind of funny to think about now. It's stealing anybody's business. But back then, in 1975, it opened up. And, you know, wow. and they had Hess's. And that drew a lot of shoppers out of downtown. And, you know, we've seen this happen in a lot of cities across the country. But what I've always found so interesting about Allentown is how hard they fought against it. Like, they really put up a fight. The city went as far as to install these canopies that went all along Hamilton Street so you could walk without getting wet, kind of mimic a mall, right? And they slowed down traffic where they got rid of traffic altogether along Hamilton Street and, you know, just, again, to try to mimic a mall to try to keep people downtown. So I am a lifer from Allentown, and um, back in the day when I first started working, I actually worked for the Redevelopment Authority when they first started to create a walking mall here. This is Carol Powers. She now works at the YWCA, which has an office downtown. And they put up canopies and the sidewalks. It didn't fare so well. Um, There was a lot of controversy with, you know, the storefronts and who owned what. The success of that, I mean, you could say it's an epic failure. You could say it staved off closures for at least a little while. Um, But the canopies blocked the storefronts that they were trying to promote, which was problematic. Mm. Zollinger's went out of business by the end of the decade. Lay's made it to the 1980s. And Hess's was sold in the 1990s. And downtown Allentown just became less of a destination for people to eat and shop and enjoy themselves. And instead, you know, it was a place where people just went to work during the day before they would go home to their homes in the burbs. And that was sort of what the designers of the NIS were trying to fix for downtown. But to see them figure it out and make it what it is today is so exciting for me to see. And it's such a great place to come. There's a lot of restaurants. There's a lot of activity, the PPL Center. I mean, everything there. You know, it's it really makes me happy to see them figure this out. Yeah. 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 Yes, I, mean, I love art. the murals and yeah. the things. When we that came across Carol, she was walking with her coworker, Michelle walking. O'Grady. We uh, moved from Omaha, Nebraska, and we lived in a um, downtown historic district. And so we knew we wanted that urban setting. You know, we were so excited about the city center development that was going on. So we got we got in a city center um, building, apartment building. We live in Strata Symphony, and just love the vibe down here. We love the the range of ages, it's multicultural, like there's just always something going on down here. So here we are 10-ish years later, we have the hockey arena, happy hours, the luxury apartments, the farmer's market, and well, do people care? (laughs) 
Well, we've been trying to gauge that um, since before the arena opened and after we've been trying to track public opinion about downtown Allentown. And, you know, there's a lot of public money being pumped into this project, so you definitely want to see if it's paying off. Right. So public perception downtown is one of the sort of biggest hurdles that developers have to overcome to get people downtown. And what we're seeing from the polls that we've done is that is changing. You know, according to our latest poll that we did with Muhlenberg College, uh, nearly three in four residents think that investment downtown has had a positive impact. And about 43% say that it's had a positive impact on the city as a whole. But 37% say quality of life in Allentown has trended downhill in the last 10 years. Hmm. Only 29% say it's improved. When I was in high school in like 2001, when I was graduating, uh, Allentown was really bad. You know, a lot of like stuff going on. We ran into Christian Griswold on his way to get a haircut at the Cuts and Shaves Barbershop on 6th Street. He's from Bethlehem. With this whole revitalization and the, the PPNL Center or the um, stadium, what have you, it's just, uh, and all this, look around, the apartments and, you know, there seems like there's more money in the city. Just everything is pretty much positive. Uh, you know, we seem to get the schools a little bit better and then I uh, think everything will be on track. And interestingly, one in three people who took our polls said they visit downtown Allentown less now than they did before the arena was built. And that's more than the 26 percent of people who said they visit more often. So these poll results were a little bit all over the map. Yeah. Um, of the people who vi- never visit downtown, about half said they had no reason to. Um, a quarter said that there were travel barriers to getting there, which hmm. is understandable. And 10 percent said they were worried about crime. And crime was one of the other themes that we sort of drilled down on in the poll because there was a spate of shootings this summer in Allentown, and that definitely made a lot of people nervous. I I don't walk the streets at nighttime, no. Matthew, who didn't want to give his last name, has lived in Allentown his whole life. I I feel safer in New York than out here. Nighttime is a bad place. Like, after 7, everything gets scary. Everything gets scary. So, no, don't walk around at nighttime. If we can't control the safety aspect, people are not going to drive into the city. And I think what's interesting is there's tour buses right here, right? Yeah. yeah. People will come in, they'll drive in, and then they will leave. Yeah. Allison Fritchman, who lives in Coopersburg. Crime is actually down in Allentown. Overall, violent crime in 2013, or 2018 was 33% lower than in 2014 and 49% lower than in 2008. Hmm. Property crime is down compared to 2014. And, you know, now whether you can attribute all of that to the NIS, probably not. Right. That's obviously an overall trend that began, you know, before the NIS existed. I guess it's worth backtracking quickly to what do we know about the main goals of all this development? To lower crime, to raise property values, to draw more people in, to draw more developers in. And to what extent were these goals accomplished? Aside from crime, which you just covered. Right. Well, it's sort of all the above, Uh right? (laughs) Reducing crime isn't the primary goal of the NIS, but it's a key part of attracting people to downtown. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the major goals of the NIS. And, you know, to make the city, you know, it's most prosperous, you need people living downtown and not just working here. Right. And to make them comfortable doing that, you need housing with amenities that's attractive to people, you know, who could afford to live elsewhere, like pulling in some of those suburbanites and people who could go elsewhere. And you also need things for them to do. You need places for them to eat, bars for them to drink, and you need places for them to work nearby. So creating that total environment and the tax revenue that you want to come with this, anytime you develop, you want to be able to increase your tax base. Um, That's sort of more the official goal than is. Mm. So 
you know, to what extent that's been accomplished, um, as one of our poll respondents told me, it depends on what lens you're viewing it through. Um, is downtown more attractive than it used to be? Most people would say yes. Um, although, you know, the historic building lover in me hesitates a little, you know, um, when we talk about sort of some of the things that have been demolished to make way for the things that have been built. Yeah, They've been building a lot around here the past couple of years, and I see it's finally developing. Um, I mean, it's definitely a nice place to walk around on lunch because they have all these new shops opening up, so... Devin Godshaw lives in Brightingsville, but has worked at the Lehigh County Courthouse in Allentown for the last three and a half years. I don't really come here too much on night. I mean, during the night, only if there's like something up at the PPL Center. But for the most part, yeah, I feel pretty safe. And there's also, you know, sort of a discussion that's happening now. And this is really escalating about whether the NIS is helping the rest of the city enough. You know, rising tides supposed to lift all boats, right? But there are definitely businesses, more localized businesses, that have been displaced by the NIS, um, either by being forced out to make way for things like the arena where they like really bought out properties or just being priced out of the zone. And there are city residents who can no longer afford to live there um, or even in the apartments nearby because, like, you know, the rents are higher in the NIS and the landlords in the surrounding buildings have also increased their rents. Although I would note that rent is increasing everywhere. Yes. <laughs> As a renter, I'm fully aware. <laughs> so, you know, the neighborhoods surrounding the NIS, you know, while they're honestly full of some really great buildings with beautiful bones, like I drive through there every day and I, I love it. There's a lot of neat buildings that if they were to be fixed up, you know, could really be something. Yeah. But they, you know, to someone coming from the outside, Side who's you know buzzing through those neighborhoods they just don't appear to be on the same caliber as the buildings downtown they're just trying to make allentown a better place um get um the poor people out new people in get uh allentown a better whatever <laughs> better for america i guess <laughs> perception is such a huge thing and sometimes over such intangible things you know like what other perception related questions did you have for people in this poll um, well, we asked people what issues they thought were the biggest that were facing Allentown. And four in 10 people said crime or violence was the biggest issue. And that was about five times more common than the next issue people cited, which was drugs. And that about was cited by about 8% of the people who took the poll. Um, it was also clear that sort of the old opinions of Allentown are just really hard to break. Yeah. You know, we talked to one kid who's a senior at Southern Lehigh. And he told us downtown Allentown is sketchy. And, uh, you know, I talked to another guy who said downtown was full of questionable characters. Ah. And um, I would argue that all cities have questionable characters. But um, it's those kind of snap judgments and not necessarily like opinions based on data that people are drawing from. Yeah. And that feeling is what developers have to fight against when they're working on redeveloping Allentown. Right. A feeling that's been ingrained for quite a long time. Clearly. I mean, that Southern Lehigh kid just grew up feeling that way right you know? how do you break that right was there a, a particular result from this poll that surprised you well I mentioned before the results were a hair all over the map yes um, we did think it was odd that one in three people said they visit downtown Allentown less now than they did before the arena yeah and we chatted with our pollsters Chris Borick at Muhlenberg College and um, he thought perhaps people were sort of thinking further back when they answered that question to not just like right before the NIS was created and the things that you know came down here came but more back to the days of Hesses and Lays and Zollingers and that that downtown shopping environment that used to exist you know maybe they're they're sort of dipping back to like the glory 1969 days. <laughs> and yeah I was totally here more then yeah and right. you know they probably were 
Yeah. Some people just don't care for Allentown. And you could build whatever you wanted down here and, you know, they wouldn't come. But um, I've been in the Lehigh Valley now for seven years and I don't totally have that figured out. You know, when I moved here, everybody said live in Bethlehem, which I did for a long time. And Bethlehem's lovely and it's very easy to find a nice place there. And But the city's not without problems. They've lost major industry just like Allentown mm-hmm. and they have lots of unsightly housing and they have crime. But the perception of Bethlehem is more positive. You know, the one guy I interviewed for this poll um, said that he thought Bethlehem was historic and charming. And he made that made him believe the crime rate was lower. But it's mm. funny, after I got off the phone with him, I thought, because, you know, he talked about all the crime going on in Easton. And I was like, I'm pretty sure Bethlehem's crime rate is higher than Easton's. But that's interesting. Yeah. You know, Easton also has a lot of that historic charm. But, you know, he he perceived that city differently as well. So that's the power of image, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. You know, violence happens everywhere. You could be in this, you know, I, don't know, I guess West Allentown and, and still have crime. You know, Allentown hasn't done a fantastic job preserving its history. So when we sort of talk about some of that charm, you know. Like visually, the, you mean? The historic regulations in Allentown, you know, there aren't, they aren't very strong. And the historic district doesn't encompass a lot of the city. And yeah. the city's more had a history of embracing what's new and commercial. Right. And you see that in the 1970s, you know, when they put in the canopies. And you also see in the 80s when they just installed some, like, really, truly hideous architecture. And, you know, you saw a lot of houses being converted to rentals and just, you know, not a lot of attention uh, paid to some of the building materials that were being used. Yeah. And, uh, you know, today it's sort of a – even today, like, they, they really have a – a program that allows sort of the wholesale demolition of a lot of properties in town. You know, I've been sitting, I've been covering, you know, these NIS developments for years. And really, I haven't seen anybody really struggle to get a building demolished. Hmm. And, you know, that sort of uh, speaks to Allentown's sort of approach to things over the years. So Allentown maybe won't win people over with its charm like Bethlehem and Easton. It has to do it a different way. And that's sort of a, a tall order when people have felt for decades that, you know, it's a city on the decline. I almost feels like um, maybe Allentown was the stepchild to Bethlehem and Easton. And like Bethlehem and Easton had all the cool stuff when we first moved here. Everybody's like, you have to go to Bethlehem. You have to go to Easton. We're like, well, no, we, we don't want to. Like we want to explore Allentown. And so that maybe Allentown now, it, does, it feels like they can be their own cool thing and they don't have to copy anybody else. Like they don't need to. Because Allentown is the Lehigh Valley. If we clean up Allentown, it cleans up all of it. Yeah. So we can't have a weak link. Has the pace of this development largely slowed down? Like, how, Can we consider this decade kind of its own phase in Allentown's history? Or was the idea to have just only just kick-started a way to keep evolving? It might be. It sort of remains to be seen. Um, new buildings are still going up. Um, Tower 6 just opened up this year Mm -hmm. um, and brought a lot of young millennials to work downtown. So you're definitely seeing a lot more younger faces, you know, when we all make the walk over to Starbucks in the morning, that kind of thing. And there's there are still plenty of new apartments going up. Um, City Center was the main developer in town, says there's just a huge demand for that. Um, So there's a big construction site right now, you know, um, just behind the Wells Fargo building at 7th and Hamilton. And apartments have been sort of the majority of the construction done here in the last couple years, which maybe you could call its own chapter in the history than is, but I don't know. You know, it's, yeah. it's a longer program. So yeah, these are buildings, like I mentioned, City Center Investment Corps doing most of the development. And, you know, aside from the waterfront project, which is being developed by the Jandal family, 
you know, even there you haven't seen vertical construction yet. Um, there was an office building built by the Butts Corporation. But really the majority of the construction in the zone is happening from city center. And the zone's an incredible incentive, but it really has failed to attract a lot of others to the area, specifically people from out, developers from outside the area who yeah. you know, would think would be drawn to it. And that that's still sort of unexplained. You know, those, those three main developers I just named are all Lehigh Valley-centric to begin with. Right. And um, it also hasn't attracted a ton of companies from outside the area. We've seen plenty of companies that were located elsewhere in the Lehigh Valley move to downtown, which is a great thing. But then you're just moving around some of those taxes that would have been collected locally anyway. Right. Whereas if you were to bring in developers from, say, like New Jersey or other states, you, Pennsylvania starts collecting taxes that it didn't collect otherwise. Before, yeah. Which, you know, because this is a state-sponsored zone, you would think that would be part of the incentive. Like, that would be part of the goal. So I think the long-term viability of the zone and the tax base it needs to create would be healthier if they were able to attract more companies like that. Um, the NIS is also a – it's a finite program. So the tax so it incentives, does end. It does end. There is an end date. Um, it's a 30-year program. So, you know, like that's the life of the, the bonds that were floated um, to create the arena. Like it's they're, all, they're over that same span. And the real test will be to see, you know, after that date, to see whether development continues, even if it's at a reduced pace, and whether the businesses that came here will remain. Ten years ago, it was kind of sketchy on Hamilton, so... Eric Castro's Cuts and Shaves Barbershop has been on 6th Street for the last three years. Before that, he was on Hamilton. So, it, everything's been good, though. The changes I've seen is a lot more apartments going up. There's a lot more foot traffic. It's uh, businesses that weren't here before coming in, so definitely grateful for having my barbershop here and all that being built around this. I've lived here for so long. I feel like if you're looking for trouble, you're going to find it. But other than that, I feel very safe around here. Right outside, Amber Simchak from Philadelphia was having breakfast with her young daughter. My wife and her mother works at Morgan Stanley. Um, but we live in Philadelphia. She commutes up here. So we're going to the Iron Pigs game tonight, so we came up with my wife. We got breakfast at Cafe Vita, because it's a really nice spot. We're going to go to the pool and then the, to the Iron Pigs game tonight. She knows her way around here. She yeah, said she comes up nice. at least once a month. Yes, I'm originally from like 45 minutes north of here, so I've always, we've come to the Allentown, the Whitehall Mall, or whatever the mall is in Allentown. And when Hess's was here like 20 or 30 years ago, I was here to go to the Hess's. I knew about it back in the day that there was really nothing to do down here, and now I think it's amazing how it's developed quickly. Yeah. I enjoy it. I really, I'm a city type of person, so I really enjoy the development of downtown Allentown. I think it's amazing how it went from nothing to like a city. It kind of seems like overnight, like a cool city to hang out in. I like the eateries and that's it's pretty a neat. That's compliment coming from Philly, which is yeah. much more than city. Yeah. <laughs> Since I recorded this interview with Emily, City Center Investment Corporation announced a new 16-story tower on Center Square in downtown Allentown. The developer's tallest building yet, and he says, probably his last. This has been another episode of the Morning Call podcast. Special thanks to the Morning Call Academy students who helped out with the street interviews. Mehret Abri, Rylan Bassett, Marcus DeGiulio, 
Megan Hoffman, Rashid Kemp, Paige Matthew, Anaya McRae, Kyle Nord, Destiny Negron, and Greta Stuckey. I'm Kayla Dwyer. Thanks, as always, for listening. <laughs>